Welcome to the Center Point Pentecostal Church podcast. We hope that this podcast finds you well and that you are ready for a life-changing message from one of our outstanding and anointed ministers. If you like this podcast, please be sure to give us a follow and a five-star review on your favorite podcasting app. Now let's get to today's message. Second Timothy chapter 4. Paul writing to his young protege, Timothy, he says, I charge you therefore before God and the Lord Jesus Christ who shall judge the quick and the dead at his appearing and his kingdom. Preach the word. Be instant in season, out of season. Reprove, rebuke, exhort with all longsuffering and doctrine. For the time will come when they will not endure sound doctrine. But after their own lust shall they heap to themselves teachers having itching ears. And they shall turn away their ears from the truth and shall be turned unto fables. What kind of sounds like he was just reading the news bulletin right out of July the 20th, 2022, United States of America, doesn't it? said they wouldn't they wouldn't endure sound doctrine but after their own desires their own lust their own fleshly wishes they would hire teachers that had ears that were strictly for a payday and they would turn away from the truth and shall be turned into fables but he said watch thou in all things and endure afflictions and do the work of an evangelist. Make full proof of thy ministry. And then Paul kind of he kind of moves into another another mode, and he tells Timothy. He says, "For I am now ready to be offered, and the time of my departure is at hand." He said, "I have fought a good fight. I finished my course." And I've kept the faith. Henceforth, for this reason, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness. How many of you is looking forward to the day that we can be like Paul? Say, I fought a good fight. I finished my course. I've kept the faith. He said, henceforth, there is laid up for me a crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, shall give me at that day. And not to me only, but unto all them that also that love his appearing. There's hope for us today. Then he went on to say, do thy diligence to come shortly unto me. For Demas hath forsaken me, having loved this present world. I want to talk to us just for a few moments on a simple simple thought more than a feeling think about it more than a feeling why don't we just where we're standing why don't we just lift up our hands and our voices towards heaven tonight and cry out to the Lord we love you tonight Jesus God we pray tonight that you would just rock us to our core tonight our hearts that we would be moved, that we would get a fresh anointing, 
that we would get a fresh desire rekindle the fire that's in our hearts don't let the embers go out don't let the coals grow dim but strike in us a fresh fire a fresh anointing tonight take a coal from the altar and put upon our lips tonight God we pray that we would be changed tonight God come on why don't we give the Lord just one quick praise offering tell him I still believe I still believe more than a feeling amen you may be seated tonight there was a man that went to the doctor and told the doctor he said doc I'm hurting all over the doc said well why don't you tell me where you're hurting at the most he said well he said if I touch here it hurts he said if I touch my head it hurts he said I can reach down and touch my foot he said way down here it hurts the doc said man where else he said well look he said even if I touch my knee it hurts there too well the doc looked at him and he said well he said your fingers broken Sometimes we have to be careful about our feelings. And as I preach this tonight, I am conscious that there are people who have sensitive feelings. People today are more in touch with their feelings. We have to be careful about what we say because people's feelings get hurt. Amen? There was, how many of you remember when we used to read the newspaper? Did anybody ever read the newspaper? I mean, y'all remember those days? Has anybody in here, are, are, are there any people in here that's too young? It looks like the, uh, the young class is gone. So is there anybody in here that's never read a newspaper? I mean, sure, there's, there's not anybody here that's never read a newspaper. All right. Uh, so back in the day, there used to be in the advice column uh, a lady that used to write, and uh, she went by the code name Abby. And everybody would read Dear Abby. Well, she gets this unusual writer that writes into her, and usually people wouldn't give their names. They would usually give some silly name that she would remember them by. So on this particular story, a man writes, I have been married to my wife for 20 years, but I have been recently seeing two other women, and I have strong feelings for all three. My dilemma is I can't decide which one I have the most feelings for. Please help me, dear Abby. P.S. Don't preach to me about morality. And he signs off, too much love for one. Well... Abby picks up her pen and she writes, Dear too much love for one, God has made us humans to be unique and different from all other species in his creation. One of the things that separates us from the animal kingdom is a thing called morality. It's a trait that animals do not possess. So in your case, the only advice that I can offer you is for you to call a veterinarian. 
You see, we live in a world where we think we want things based upon how we feel. People buy vehicles because it makes them feel good. I'm guilty. <laughs> I'm guilty. We, we buy clothes and we look at them in the mirror and we, and we fix our hair, you know, and, and we want to look good because it makes us feel good. Come on, I'm, I'm, I'm building a foundation. We change jobs over feelings. We change churches over feelings. Somebody said the preacher didn't shake my hand and I, I'm going to go down the road. Well, guess what? The preacher's not going to shake your hand there either. Amen? We marry spouses because they give us strong feelings. But let me tell you something. I have a news flash for you tonight. Living for God is more than a feeling. If you've been living... Well, I, I knew I knew it wasn't I knew it wasn't going to be easy. Let me tell you something. Some of you, some people. I'm not going to say some of you because I know all of you are perfect because y'all come to Center Point and you you just perfect. But there are other churches that have other saints, Amen. That come to church just because of the music. They come to church just because the piano player plays a song and because the pastor dedicates a song on their on their uh, behalf, or or maybe their name is on the front pew. Or a plaque in the back. Or maybe they get announced that they pledged to give $5,000 to the building fund. But let me tell you something. Coming to church is more than just a feeling. Today's Christianity is based more on feelings than theology. Feelings. <laughs> it's going to be tough maybe. But feelings have become a replacement for faith. The modern church wants to water down the truth of God's word to accommodate feelings. Satan works on our feelings to destroy our faith. If ever before we have got to put aside our feelings and we've got to walk by faith and not by sight. <clears throat> on January the 26th, 2011, a Christian author by the name of Paul Proctor wrote an article and he entitled it The Christian Modern Day Church. And I quote, Today's Christianity is no more than feelings. He states, <clears throat> They take the word faith. If you were to take the word faith out of the Bible and replace it with feelings, it would become clear what motivates them. Their worship service is measured by mood instead of a move. Churches are more theatrical than theological. Today we come to a church to experience a good laugh or a good cry with friends, aided by mood-altering music, motivational speakers, movie clips on the media board, drama productions, coffee in the coffee shop, sugary snacks, slide shows, and fog machines. Preachers, teachers, pastors, and worship leaders alike attempt to facilitate the audience through emotional presentations, elaborate production, strong feelings that promote laughter, cheers, and applause. Let me tell you something. I don't want to come to church to get a feel good. I don't want to come to church to hear a sermonette. I want to come to church to get my 
food that's going to help me make it to heaven. Oh, the, Lord, the Lord's been dealing with me about this sermon for about three weeks now. He spoke to me uh, three Sundays ago sitting over here and, 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 the, and the, I leaned over and told Brother T. Paul, I said, I'm preaching next two, three Wednesday nights from now on more than a feeling. And I know when I say more than a feeling, everybody thinks, amen, about the song, you know, more than a feeling. Well, let me tell you something. Amen. Everything that we do in life is based on feelings. Let me tell you something. If I was married based on just my feelings, I would have been, not been married. Because sometimes, amen, you heard about the man that married the woman. The man married the woman. And he tells, he tells his dad, he said, let me tell you something, dad. He said, this woman right here, she can sing. Like nobody else. She can sing better than Aretha Franklin. He's like, but she's just not very pretty. And so the night of their honeymoon, when he woke up the next morning, he looked over there at her, and her hair was standing up, you know. Uh, it was just her, her, she had all sleep in her eyes, and you know, everything just was all disarray. And he looked over there at her, and he said, sing, baby, sing. <clears throat> He realized that it's more than just a feeling. Amen. It's about a commitment. But I'm telling you, we live in a world today where there's no more commitment. We have a money back guarantee Christianity where they say, I'm going to try it for a little while. I'm going to go to this church for a couple of weeks. And if the pastor just don't preach as good as what I've been listening to on TV, I'm just going to watch it online. The problem with Christians today, they want sermonettes. Sermonettes make Christianettes. Christianettes go home and sleep in bassinets. Let me tell you something. The devil eats Christians like that for breakfast. But the Bible says the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God to the pulling down of strongholds. I don't want to have a, 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 a walk with God that's based on how I feel today. Let me preach. The thing I hear today in most Christian songs and in most modern, modern Christian evangelists and pastors, it, it, they, they use the word passion. Passion is in Christian songs. Passion is the buzzword of 2022 by young contemporary evangelists and preachers. Passion simply means strong feelings. Being passionate means to have a strong and nearly a controllable, uncontrollable emotion. I want to live for God. I want to be passionate about God. But I don't want it to all be about emotion. I've seen people that can shout on Sunday night and get drunk on Saturday night and dance during the week. Amen, they live for God during church, but on the weekends, amen, they live like the devil. That's emotion. Let me tell you what emotion will do for you. Emotion without devotion breeds commotion. Friend, let me tell you something. God's not concerned or interested about how many laps you can make around the church, how many bobby pins you can shout, how many times you can roll in the floor. Friend, let me tell you, it's not how high you jump, it's how straight you walk when you land back on the ground. It's more than a feeling. It's more than just... 
a warm, fuzzy emotion. As flesh, we are naturally drawn to whatever gratifies us. Feelings are exactly manipulated and feelings become obstacles in our obedience to God. God can't allow us, he can't work if we allow our feelings to get in the way. God's not interested in how you feel. He didn't save you. He didn't die on a cross based on your emotions. He died on a cross because he knew that you were gonna be in a sin-sick world. He died that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. The serpent seduced Eve over her feelings, not over facts. Feelings about how she felt. Surely God's not really said in the day that you eat of this tree. You know he's going to make you smart and so handsome. And Oh boy, he just played on her feelings and her emotions. And then guess what she did when she brought it back uh, to, to Adam. Uh, Adam took the fruit because after all, he had to live in a pleasant feeling emotional relationship with his wife. It's time that we forget about our feelings and focus on what's called us to do. It's time for us to lay aside our feelings and live according to God's word. Amen. Because let me tell you something. God's truths are not based on feelings. Paul wrote to Timothy in 2 Timothy chapter 1 and verse 6. Wherefore, I put in remembrance of thee that you stir up the gift of God which is in you. That there may be the putting on of hands. For God hath not given us the spirit of fear but of power and of love and of a sound mind. He told Timothy, he said get something down inside of you and stir up the gift that is within you. The problem with today's Christians is is we want to stir up our feelings. We want to stir up our emotions. We want to stir up drama in the church. We want to get on Facebook and post things that are negative. How about you stir up the gift of God that's in you and let the Holy Ghost come out. Friend, let me tell you something. If you get baptized in the Holy Ghost, your feelings wouldn't get in the way and your feelings wouldn't keep you from living for God. Friend, let me tell you something. We're fighting a real devil. We're fighting a real hell. And let me tell you, your feelings will keep you you out of heaven. It just feels right, they say. Go with your heart. If it feels good, do it. Oh, I've heard somebody say, I've never felt that way before about anybody. Nobody's never made me feel like that before. No, you hang up. No, you hang up. I've never felt this way before. Let me tell you something. Newsflash. Three years later, when the grass needs mowing, the laundry's stacking up, the utility bills are due. It's five o'clock in the morning. It's time to go to work. Friend, let me tell you, it's more than a feeling. It's where the rubber meets the road. The honeymoon is over. Friend, let me tell you something. Just because you feel goosebumps and doodads and you feel, oh, so good when you get the Holy Ghost. Friend, when you walk out that door, there's a real devil out there that jumps on your shoulder and he sees what you're made out of. And friend, let me tell you something. It's gonna take more than a feeling to get you through those party gates. You gotta have a determination. You gotta have a backbone that says, come what will. I'm not living for God based on how I feel. (laughs) 
I just don't feel like it today. You know, Wednesday night, I worked hard. Maybe if pastor had a job, maybe he'd know how I felt. Let me tell you something. What pastor may not do during an eight-hour day in the heat, he does on his knees praying for your soul, your family, your children. Amen. I told you we'd get in our feelings. Somebody said, I like feelings like I like my water bottled up. Feelings are just an emotional state, a reaction. And the devil tells me, Francois, you are lost. You don't have the Holy Ghost. Sometimes the devil will get on me and tell me, amen, I'm not even a preacher. Amen, you're not even called to preach. You don't have the Holy Ghost. That's whenever I quote him, amen, 1 Peter chapter 2 and verse 9. What's it say? It says, but you're a royal priesthood, a chosen generation, a holy nation, a peculiar people that you should show forth the praises. You know why I praise him? I don't praise him because I feel like it. I praise him because he called me out of darkness. Maybe he didn't Maybe he didn't save you for much The Bible said he called me out of darkness Into his marvelous light That I should show forth the praises of him When I feel afraid and I feel lonely And I feel fear grip my heart I can quote Psalms 27 and verse 1 The Lord is my light and my salvation Of whom shall I fear The Lord is the strength of my life Whom shall I be afraid For when the wicked Even mine enemies come upon me To eat up my flesh They stumbled and fell Though an host should encamp about me And this will I be confident You know why? Because the Lord is my refuge He's my fortress He's my rock He's my God Surely he will deliver me. So when I feel like I, amen, am, am losing and I feel like, amen, when I feel weak, he's my strength. Don't be afraid. Fear's a liar. Fear's a liar. The Bible said in Timothy, he said, I've not given you the spirit of fear, but of love and of peace and of a sound mind. Well, sometimes I just feel weak. When I start feeling weak, I just reach over there into the New Testament under the writings of Paul in Ephesians chapter 6. I believe it is around verse 10 where he says, Finally, brother, be strong in the Lord. Be strong in the Lord, in the power of his might. Amen. I was talking to Brother Davey the other, the other, the other Sunday morning. He was back there talking to Brother Herman. Amen. Brother Herman was pushing his stomach out like that. And uh, he was looking like, at his stomach like that. And, and we looked over at Brother Davey. And there's Brother Davey. Boy, he's... He's like a little two-by-four, you know. He's lean, mean, and he's a karate machine. I think about Brother Davey, how, how he comes to church. You know, he don't feel like it. I mean, come on, it wasn't how long ago before he buried his son in a car accident. He could go by his feelings and say, guess what? God, you took my baby. I'm not coming to the house of God. But he comes to church anyway and says, I may not feel like it, but I'm coming because I've got to be saved. Preacher, preach to me. He said he works out all the time. Is that right, Brother Dave? You work out all the time. All the time he's working out. See? When you start feeling weak spiritually, some of us need to be like Brother 
Brother Lampert, in the, in the spiritual. We need to work out the spiritual man. You know, I wonder sometimes if we could just display, just for a moment, just display, amen, our, our physical man, we feed that joker. I get up at 4 o'clock in the morning. Honey, if I ain't had coffee by 4.15, it's not a good day. I get to work and by 8 o'clock, if somebody's messing with me and I don't have orange juice and a Mrs. Freshly's honey bun, I'm in a bad mood. I feed this thing. But I wonder what would happen at 4.15 if I opened up the Bible and I started reading the Bible and I started reading about the promises of God. Or yea and amen. Be strong in the Lord and the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you might be able to stand. Oh, we just come to work and say, well, the devil's on my case. Bless his holy name. I feel like I'm going to hell. I feel like I'm gonna, not going to make it. Quit worrying about how you feel and talk about what you know. God's on my side. And the Bible said, if God be for us, who can be against us? Joel 3.10, when you're feeling weak, Joel 3.10 he said, beat your plows, your plowshares into swords and your pruning hooks into spears and let the weak say, I'm strong. When you don't feel strong, look at the devil. You need to look at the devil square in the face and say, look at me, devil, I'm strong. You might knock me down, but I'm gonna get back up. Rejoice not, rejoice not against me, all my enemies, for when I fall, I shall arise. You know why? the problem with most Christians today. Amen. The devil, the devil looks at us and he goes, boo, and we just fall out. Friend, you need to look at the devil and go, boo, right back at him and say, I'm strong. You better watch out, devil. Amen. I've got two bullets for you. One is the word. One of them's the word of my testimony and the other one's the blood. I got the blood of Jesus and I've got a testimony. That I got to hurry. I'm running out of time. You might feel weak or helpless, but you're strong. Don't be fooled by your feelings. You're stronger than you think you are. Satan knows the power of your worship. That's why he wants to steal it. Don't let Satan take your praise. Don't sit on your praise. You know what the bad thing about unsung praise? Unsung praise always dies young. Paul and Silas could have sit there in that prison in Acts 16 and said, well, I don't feel like it. He said, I feel a little tuned. That's why when I come to church, I don't let the devil know how I feel. My wife asked me on the way to church tonight, boy, it's hot. It's 97 degrees. It's hot. You know, I, thought, I started to say, yeah, and I don't even feel like preaching tonight. I can't go by how I feel. I have to go by what God instructs us to do. He said, praise him according to his excellent greatness. Don't praise him according to how you feel. Praise him to how excellent he is. And the last time I checked, David said, how excellent is thy name in all of the earth. Hmm. Sit down. When I feel defeated, when I feel defeated, I can read 1 John 4, 4. You are my God, little children. You have overcome them because greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. I'm not gonna be defeated. 
Romans 8.31, when I start feeling defeated, I quote this scripture. Romans 8.31, what shall we say to these things? What am I going to say to these things? Name a problem that you have. Just name it out in your head and say, what shall I say to these things? You need to read the latter clause. If God be for us, who can be against us? Oh, you got cancer. Oh, you got a detached retina. You got a heart disease. Brother Herman's at home with neck problems. Oh, I've got neck problems. What shall I say to these things? If God be for us, who can be against us? And if that's not good enough, you just read six verses down in Romans 8, 37. It says, nay, in all these things, we are more than a conqueror through him that loved us. Friend, let me tell you, I've already read the back of the book and I'm a winner. I don't have to fight. I don't have to do nothing. All I've got to do is stand. The Bible says, when you've done all to do, stand. Therefore, having your loins girt about with truth, put on the whole armor of God. I'm trying to land. I'm trying to land. Second Chronicles 20 and 17. God spoke to these old patriarchs. He said, you shall not need to fight in this battle. What? He said, just set yourselves. In other words, make it look like you're going to fight. Ball up your fist, shine up your sword, and hold your spear. And he said, stand ye still. And see the salvation of the Lord with you. Oh, Judah. Do you know what Judah is? Praise. You know how you're going to win? You, you're not going to win just standing still. He didn't say stand still and, and, and not fight. He said stand still and praise, Judah. When you praise, amen, the devil don't know what to do with you. Amen, you're going to let God fight your battle when you praise him. He said fear not nor be dismayed because tomorrow when you go against him, the Lord shall be with you. I think about men in the Bible that felt alone. Poor old Abraham, all alone on Mount Moriah, about to offer the only thing God ever gave him up for sacrifice, but he counted God faithful. Sarah, his wife, she was too old to have a promise, but she held on to her faith. Joseph felt all alone, abandoned from the pit to the prison. David, imagine how he felt, his feelings. There's a big giant in the valley. His feelings told him to go back home, deliver the cracker and cheese, and say peace out and go back to the sheep. Amen, because fear will tell you you're not big enough, you're not strong enough, you're not capable enough, but you need to stand in the face of the enemy and say, if God be for me, who can be against me? I'm not fighting with feelings, I'm fighting with Jesus. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, they felt deserted in a heated up, fiery furnace from Nebuchadnezzar. But they stayed. Daniel felt betrayed in a lion's den. But he prayed anyway. Job felt like God had turned his back on him. He said, I looked for him in the, in the north, the south, the east, and the west, and I couldn't find him. But he kept his faith. Jesus felt hungry. Thirsty, alone, despised, rejected, pain, sorrow, grief, helplessness. But he went anyway. Abraham, 
even though he felt alone, he became the father of the faithful. Sarah, even though she felt like she was too old, she gave birth to a promise. Joseph felt like, amen, that he was in the pit and the dungeon for life, but it wasn't long before he got a call, amen, from Pharaoh and said, I need you to come sit up with me in the governor's mansion. He was governor over all of Egypt. David, he felt fearful in the valley, but he was a giant killer. The three Hebrew children felt alone in a furnace but they walked out not even smelling like smoke. Daniel felt deserted in the lion's den, but he's the only man in the Bible that shut the mouth of lions. Let me tell you, if God's on your side, you might be in a den of lions, but it doesn't matter. Your feelings aren't gonna save you. Amen, the God that's inside of you is going to for you. Joe was blessed beyond his wildest dreams. Jesus conquered death, hell, and the grave. He's overcome sin. He's overcome. He's triumphant. And he rose again the third day. I wish I had time to talk about Demas. I'm going to skip through Demas. Paul said, Demas has forsaken me for loving this present world. If you look up Demas, Demas in a Greek means popular. The reason why people don't live for God today is because they want to be popular. Let me tell you something. Being popular won't save you. The Bible says that he has forsaken me and has gone to Thessalonica. If you look up Thessalonica, Paul wrote two books to Thessalonica, the Thessalonians. Thessalonica was the largest city in Greece. It was the Roman, it was the Greek capital, over a million people. It was the most place happening to be, and that's where he was at. Let me tell you something. When Paul's talking to Timothy, in 2 Timothy chapter 4, he said, fight the good fight. Lay hold on eternal life. Amen. And, and there's coming a time when they don't want to hear preaching. And then in his next sentence, he said, Demas has forsaken me. You know why? It's because he was following his fleshly feelings. He wanted to be popular. He wanted to be cool. He wanted to be happening. Let me tell you something. I'd rather be like the Lazarus beggar that sit outside the the king's gates and be miserably saved than to be comfortably lost. Keep eating your big meal, king. You're going to be comfortably lost. I'm going to be miserably saved. Let me skip down. He loved this world. 1 John 2.15 says, Love not the world, neither the things that are in the world. For the love of the Father is not in him. Lots of the flesh, lots of the eye, and the pride of life. They're all of the world and not of the Father. Paul was after an incorruptible crown. Demas was after the worldly crown. Paul was walking by faith. Demas was walking by feelings. Where are you going, Demas? I'm giving up. There's biblical proof that Demas was with Paul in Philemon, chapter 1 and verse 4. He was with him in Colossians. Amen. One place in the Bible, he's mentioned as just a fellow worker. You know why? It's because he didn't make it big in the book. He didn't make it in the Hebrews Hall of Fame. You know why? It's because the Bible says he's left because he's having a love for this present world. I look at empty pews tonight and I can see there's not a love for church. There's a love for amen for the world. Let me tell you something. If we're going to be saved, we can't go by our feelings. Paul, if I had time, I'd tell you about Paul. Paul was living for God more than feelings. 
2 Corinthians 11, you can read it in laborings and abundance, stripes off and above measure, and prisons frequent in depths. And Jews, three times I was beaten, 40 stripes saved one. Thrice I was beaten with rods, once stoned, thrice I suffered shipwreck. Night and the day I've been in the deep journeyings, often perils in water, perils in robbers, perils of my own countrymen, and by perils in the heathen, perils in the city, just perils, perils in the wilderness, perils in the sea, perils among my false brethren, in false witnesses, in painlessness, watching, and often in hunger and thirst and fastens often, and in nakedness. What are you doing, Paul? It's more than a feeling. How can you go through what you've been through and still be living for God? Because it's more than a feeling, honey. I believe I'm preaching to some people tonight that's through some stuff. Amen. And you're not here, amen, because you want to be here. You're not here because you feel like it. You're here because, amen, I want to be saved. I want to hear him say, well done. Thank you for listening to today's message. We pray that it changes and impacts your life for days to come. If you would like to connect with us further, give us a like on Facebook at facebook.com slash Centerpoint Pentecostal Church or just search Centerpoint Pentecostal Church on Facebook. If you would like to join one of our services in person, the service times and address are in the podcast description. Thank you and God bless, and we hope to see you on the next episode.